Appealing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio. Tonight is all about what's on your mind. This is Open Chat Part 2. We're going to keep it going next week. Maybe it'll be, or next month, possibly, it'll be Open Chat 3. Um, I had to take a back step from doing shows every week because there's a lot going on in the world right now, and we have been going 
nonstop since the COVID crisis. Tonight is no different. Let me give you all the ground rules. Welcome to those of you over in our show chat room and those of you in our call query. If you're in the call query and you'd like to be on air and tell me what's on your mind, press the number one on your phone. If not, sit back, relax, and just um, listen to some of these words of wisdom, motivation, and inspiration uh, to get us back on track. Because with uh, the COVID situation, the social distancing, and what's open, what's not open, and trying to figure out what we're going to do with the kids and schools and all of that, we have been so sidelined with all of the, hey, baby sis, how are you? We've been so sidelined with uh, the media talking about the same thing every day, the racism, the injustice, all of that. I wanted to take time out tonight to bring us back home to some of the issues that we had before COVID, before uh, the social distancing and all of that. Um, if you looked at the uh, show uh, information for this evening, some of the things, some of our chat starters are um, holding on to sorry partners, people in your life, significant others, insignificant others, whatever you want to call them. Um, Being resistant to change. I have had some people tell me that, Um, they don't want to wear the mask and they don't want to do this and they don't want to do that. um, If they die, they die. Literally, I've had people say that. If they die, they die. We're going to talk about that too. And um, something that happened to me personally this week, I had a... um, a former show guest and, and a friend. I always say if you come here as a guest or you leave as friend and at, you leave as a friend and or family. Either way, you're not the same as when you came to the program. So she sent me a cute little message and she said, you know, sis, um, when Obama was president, I didn't talk bad about him a name call. And, you know, I read your post every week, and you're always talking ill of our president. First of all, he's not my president. We try not to get too political on this show, but um, to um, set some things straight. This network is healing through hurt. The premise for this will this this whole network was born out of me becoming uh, victimized by domestic violence in my um, former marriage. The same people who I used to help prior to my marriage and during my marriage, I became a number in the system as well. So I know narcissistic sociopaths when I see them. I knew them before. I know them now that I've experienced it for myself. I know them through um, professional and formal education. 
without getting too deeply into um, the regime in charge at this time, we have a loose cannon in charge who was groomed to be this narcissistic sociopath. It's what he knows. In that respect, um, it's all that he's ever been. It's all that he's ever known. So, yes, he is a bit of a narcissistic sociopath. He lies a lot. He's very, um, um, uh, he loves to toot his own horn. He loves to be praised. Um, He's a bully. All of these are signs of that um, malignant narcissist behavior. Add a little bit of um, the fact that he could be a sociopath too. There's no feelings there. There's no emotions there. The world centers around him which makes him a very dangerous person. That's just fact. Doesn't matter if I was born blonde head, blue eyed, as long as I have a brain and I'm still who I am, I would say the same thing. So we're going to move on from that. Uh, But one thing that I wanted to do that we haven't done in a long time is to give a shout out to all of the countries that um, support us and our programs, even when we don't air all the time. I pull all of our analytics and our matrices and I see who uh, the countries are, where they are, where we have our largest listenership. So that respect, we're going to run down our list really quick here. And I believe that if you hear the song playing in the background, it's um, When You Know by Ruby Atanafu. I think that's her last name. Um, It's just playing lightly, but I want to give a shout out to, let's get this going, Australia, Belize, Brazil, Cambodia, Canada, Chile, China, Denmark, Germany, Greece, India, Indonesia, Iran, Italy, hello Italy, I believe you're new, Uh, Ivory Coast, Jamaica, Kenya, Macau, Malaysia, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, hello, Norway, Pakistan, the Philippines, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, South Sudan, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Tunisia, the United Kingdom, the United States. We have a few that we can't identify. So whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome. And, of course, rounding out our list is Vietnam. Just going to let the music play in the background for the time being. So let's just jump into our program. So as I said, some of our chat starters, and again, for those of you who are in the call, Corey, and over in our chat room, of course, if you're in our chat room, if you're logged in under a um, guest, and you'd like to participate, you'd have to either make up and create a screen name for the chat room so that you can converse there, and I will gladly read your questions and comments on air. And if you're over in our call query, if you want to join the discussion, you don't have to give your name. You can be anonymous if you like, especially if it's something that's very um, personal to you. um, Press the number one on your phone. 
and you can share your story because this is all about what's on your mind. So back to what I had mentioned earlier about a former guest and a good friend now saying, you know, you just say so terrible things and it just hurts my feelings. And that's where the, um, we talked about the chat starters and uh, the last one that I put up was um, stop being silent to appease the fragile feelings of others. Because there are some people who I could have said, you know, you post all of this uh, rhetoric and propaganda that isn't true to prove your point and try to make this man to be larger than life and everything he's doing is great when it's not. So I don't get into that because people do have the right to their opinions. And um, what I told her was simply this, was that I won't be silenced. It's people who look like me, my family members, who are being targeted, who are being discriminated against in the workplace. When you walk out in public, you don't know what's going on. But let's backtrack and start at the very beginning. Chat starter number one, holding on to sorry partners. I had come across um, a video. I was surfing early in the week, and this woman, I think it was the title was something like, she thought that she had married a doctor. And um, she met this guy, and he was very, the infamous, yeah, you know how you meet those, that guy, and He's perfect. Everything that you're looking for, he says all the right things. You know, he's, you know, easy on the eyes. He seems to have it all together. Um, And trust me, I'm going somewhere with this because a lot of us, we have put up with this. We're not talking about tonight, but we will have a show for those who were stuck in the house doing the shutdown with your abusers. Trust me, as a uh, survivor. I know what you went through. I went through it myself. But I'm putting a different spin on tonight's program because I want to know from the women who choose to stay with these people or why do you keep these partners, whether it be men, if there's gentlemen listening, and even if you listen to the replay, you can always send me a text or write to me and tell me your thoughts. But why do you stay with these partners who aren't really bringing much to the table? Now, maybe I'm wrong because in my marriage, when I saw that my ex was coming up with more excuses of why, because I made him go out and work this, this being this wonderful businessman. And then suddenly you get lackadaisical after we say I do, that wasn't going to work for me. Now, of course, that's the type of woman that he was used to dealing with, and I think that he got his wires crossed with me, and he thought that he had met up with someone who he could conquer. Um, But that was not the case, and uh, he had to go. And for so many people, and I'm getting to something with that too, um, hold on one second, Uh, I'll be bringing... You on air in a minute, I see someone has popped on to join the conversation. But um, matter of fact, let me bring you on now because I believe this is CMO from what's really going on show. And um, I think that this is a good chat starter for this evening. So um, 
No, you didn't miss much. So you're live now, sis. Uh, welcome to the program again. And um, I think that some of the better shows that I tend to do are when we have these quiet one-on-one conversations or it's me in the audience. And I like these because these programs do tend to do better. And chat starter number one is why so many people put up with sorry partners. So I know you have oh, okay. a lot to well, say about that. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Um, I think a lot of people will stay with a sorry partner. A lot of times it's it's financial reasons. Um, I think it's being content in a situation. They're scared to get get into another one. And then uh, just low self-esteem, no self-esteem. And I think, I don't know, I just, I just think a lot, I think it's just, thinking that they can't be with somebody else. So they stay with somebody that's sorry. Cause they, and usually the person they're with will tell them that they're not going to find anybody, be- anybody better. Um, that is, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself is a different spin. Let me write that down. Not going to find anybody better. I have to write that one down so I can come back to that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. But let's go back to but one thing that you it. said. We have another people... We have another caller that's coming on too. Um last four digits uh, 9442 9442. Hello. Let's see. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Good evening. And I just wanted to piggyback on what the young lady just said. Um, I think also that people, you know, um, stay with lousy people because uh, they're afraid to be alone. Some people just are afraid to be alone. I think that just they have to be able to say that they have somebody in their lives. And even if it means... um, you know, sacrificing who you are and just living in misery, if you will. Some people just don't um, right. take the time. Some people don't take the time to just sit still, be alone, reflect, and then, you know, figure out what it is <laughs> that makes them want to even continue to be in this situation. What is, it, what is it about me that makes me want to stay here as miserable as I right. am? And when she said right. finances, that's a terrible thing because money <laughs> And money cannot, you know, money is not, you know, it's 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 something that's tangible. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a, maybe I'm just a different person, but uh, I would never stay with anybody just because of their financial status. Even if I'm, you know, in an in a situation where I'm unemployed and just dependent on the state or whatever, I I, I would never do that. So anyway, I, right. um, that that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Right. Um, Hold on, because now you're part of the conversation, and this is good, because now we're getting different perspectives. But let me put this spin on the financial situation, because there are a lot of women. Let's go back. So let me tell you all about this story. So the story was that this woman, um, she said that, um, 
I saw this video on social media, and this woman said, I thought I had married a doctor. So this guy was charming, and they dated for a little bit, and before you know it, you know, they were getting married, and they got married, and he would go out to the hospital, and he'd be working and all of this, and then whenever something was going to – hello, Bob from Aust- from Australia. Good to see you again. He just popped into the show chat room. Um, so anyway, this woman, her husband, you know, when it came time to pay the bills or something – now, she looked like she lived in a very nice house, like a cute little mini mansion and all of this. And he worked all these long hours at the hospital. So, ladies, wait till I tell you the rest of the story, because there are some really sorry bums out there. And then there was this dude, because he stepped it up to the highest level. So, okay. There was always an excuse. His children had died. His ex-wife died. Somebody else died, um, blah, blah, blah. It's very interesting that, hello, Coach 23, but what happens to those of us who we don't even realize that we're carrying our homes, we're paying all the bills, we're taking care of the groceries, Um, This person is coming and going. There's always an excuse. Um, And gentlemen, because there's gentlemen on the line uh, as well, if you have a partner or you know someone who had a partner who um, just wasn't carrying his or her weight, you're in this relationship, and I know we spoke about finances initially, ladies, but This is when these men move into the woman who had everything before he came along. But this dude that this woman married, he was going to the hospital every night, and he was doing all of this stuff. But it was odd he wasn't bringing home any real money. And secondly, when he got caught, this guy had stolen a real doctor's ID and pasted his picture on it. He was running around womanizing with all the nurses in the hospital, um, cheating on the wife and doing what he does best. And um, at some point, the woman had gotten to the point where she was carrying him because when he would come with some sob drab story, she was supporting him. She was also supporting her family. And like I said, it looked like she had a nice home and she was almost to the point of reckoning where she was going to lose everything. And finally, I believe she uh, divorced um, her husband. But what do you think about the women who had their own before? And I've had guests on this show. One lady was a uh, financial officer for a big, well-known company. She married a guy who was a baggage ha- handler at an airport. And don't get me wrong, people. I'm not knocking anyone, any hard-working person's job. But what this person did... They got married, they had a child, and he did pretty much what the other guy did, had an excuse for everything. She ended up taking care of her finances and all of his as well. And in the end, she lost everything. Now, this was a guest on my show. So what about when 
these women are successful. They're carrying their own. They hook up with the wrong man. They buy into every lie that he is telling. And then they end up, a lot of women end up losing everything. What do you all think about that end of it? Or does it come down to that loneliness factor? Okay, so she was a financial officer, and he was a baggage handler. Um, And just like you said, not knocking anything, but it seems like she would have protected her finances better, like, um, and you know, you got to do research on people. You got to, you got to background checks. You got to find out about people. And I'm pretty sure prior to, if she was a financial officer, she didn't check into like his credit and all that stuff prior to them getting married. And she didn't realize that she would probably end up, you know, well, she was a breadwinner anyway. So she should have known, you know, somewhat a little, you know, she should have known better than that. Um, now, how do you protect yourself? I guess you, you really just have to, you got to do your research on people. You got to do background checks. You got to uh, have paperwork in place saying, you know, if this happens, well, you know, you came in with this and I have this, because that's a huge pay difference. Yeah. So she's got a six-figure job and he's, you know, you see what I'm saying? So um, that that's just, you, you got to be smarter than that. I, I don't that just don't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then for her to end up with nothing, how does that happen? Was he robbing her? I mean, what was going on where, you know, and how long were they married? Yep. He got everything. Well, he got into her bank account. That's another thing she shared, the bank account, which to me is a cardinal no-no. Um, and, of course, he dipped into some things. Um, and got her in trouble with the job, and um, she ended up getting fired. Almost like, if you all remember that movie that came out that Tyler Perry did a while ago that had so many people up in arms, what was it, something Grace, Fallen from Grace or something? I don't know what it was called. Yeah. Yes, was it Fallen from Grace? Yes. Well, it was a scenario like that. And um, she was older. Another thing, she was older. He was younger. And Hmm. she ended up living in a one one room of a friend's house or the attic or something like that because she lost everything, everything. And let me go back and share a bit with, um, even with my ex, like I said, he thought that he was marrying a dummy. Um, For me, if you all follow, this show is 10 years old. The network is 10 years old. So we have followed my journey. And for me, I did the background checks and stuff. And what were the chances of two men with the same first, middle, and last name, born in the same month, four days apart, one year apart, having identical criminal background records? Back then. Wow. Um. I kept getting the wrong background check because people nowadays don't do their job. Got closer to our wedding day. I didn't get the real background check on my ex until after we were married. 
Um, that was number one. Number two, I don't know, I think it was you, Simo, who brought up, it's a damn shame now that we have to literally take a blood sample, get them to fill out fair credit release. We have to know if the car they're driving belongs to them, if it belongs to one of the other women. We have to know if they really are going to work to a real job. We have to check all of this nowadays. It didn't used to be that way, but that's something that I'm throwing out there. And Bob says he has to trust his intuition. You can't hide from an empath. eh? That's true, but something that a lot of women do, we tend to ignore that female intuition. We tend to ignore that. And in doing so, that's what gets us in trouble. Again, what my ex told me, because in the end, the closer we got to divorce, he was very open. And um, he said that there's a lot of women out there. He said when he came home to me, I just reminded him of his shortcomings. There's enough women out there, older women, they bi- as he put it, their biological time clocks had fallen off the wall and been picked up by the trash man or something like that. They're lonely. They want someone in their life. And the sad part is that even the woman that he's with now, who lives right out in my backyard, by the way, he said that she's a puppet. He could control her. She wouldn't question things. And it's so funny because he always argued with me after we got married. He always argued with me to put his name on the house that I had built years before I even met him. The plan was for us to build a new house because he's a contractor. Secondly, he wanted me to get him a Ford F-150 truck. I see he has one because she probably helped him get it. Again, I said, there's no way you're telling me that, you know, you're talking about this woman like this. And her family and everybody welcomed him with open arms. Now, we're neighbors. We live in the same place. You can go out my back, walk a few yards. And that's where he and she are living because her parents died recently. Both of them are irresponsible. So I guess now they're playing house in a, in a new, big, beautiful, single-family home. But let's take hmm. it to another level. Like I said, I wasn't going to buy him a truck. I wasn't going to buy him a cell phone. I wasn't going to do anything. You're this big-time contractor. And I knew that he was, I, at the beginning, I was his business coach. I helped him to rebuild his brand. The first three months that we were married, he made over 80 grand. The first three months. But he could not let go of his old lifestyle. He would rather have someone to give feed into his man ego, his ego, and to give, not question him when the money isn't right, to know where the hell you going all day, why aren't you bringing home decent money? If you're working 16 hours a day, you should be bringing home serious bank as a business owner of a contracting company. Where is the money? But like I said, he's not my problem now. But I'm saying this because I was successful before he came along. And after we got married, it's how he did what he did. 
I was so busy doing my own thing and working on my company and building my brand and doing this and trying to help him. I didn't even notice that behind the scenes, he was picking away and tearing me down. One day, I didn't even know, I didn't know that he was isolating me from my friends. My friends didn't know when the, when the domestic violence started. You know, I heard more after people knew that we were getting a divorce or after they saw the police show up at the house a couple of times. But when we got divorced, that's when everybody came out of the woodworks and said, I thought something was wrong, but I didn't want to get involved. Wow. So as predators are out here, they're looking for older women, desperate women. First of all, I ain't never been desperate. Secondly, um, some of the things that he did was like, key point, opening up the window and having a one-sided argument so that the neighbors would think that I'm in here cursing him out and stuff. He would be responding like I'm saying something to him. And a neighbor actually called me one night. She said, y'all arguing? I said, do you hear me? And we kept talking because I had in my earbud. So when she called, he didn't even know that I was talking to somebody. And she said, wait, you're talking to me. So who's he talking to? I said, he's not talking to anyone. This is all a setup. Same thing that the former guest husband did. He knew what he was doing and how he could tap into her resource. He took everything from her. Then they had a child. And guess what? She lost custody of the child and had to pay him for support, too. When she had nothing left, they based it on her old job, not her current situation. I'd love to hear from her and see um, if she's back on her feet now. But what do you all think? What's your take on the fact that some of these successful women buy into this and decide that they could mother and nurture these men and keep them? Is it the loneliness factor or is it something else? Because whatever it is, I'm well, lacking that. You know loneliness. what? I think sometimes sometimes when a woman is is uh, successful in her job and career and all that, and she's got everything going for her, sometimes it's hard for her to find somebody that matches her her level of, you know, work ethic and drive and all that kind of stuff. So then they get to a point where they're lonely. Um, and then they settle because they don't want to be by themselves. I'm assuming that has a lot to do with it. Um, and then they fall into the trap. And then they're probably being emotionally abused, not necessarily physically, but probably emotionally. And, and, the, and this person um, gets them to thinking, you know, this is it for me. You know what I'm saying? I need to put up with this or um, I'm thinking maybe that has a lot to do with it. Um, just fear of being being alone, I guess. I'm, I'm thinking that may have a lot to do with it. How about you, caller? You still with us? I see you. Maybe you're muted on your end. But feel free to jump back in if you well, have a um, comment. Hello? Go ahead. 
Uh-huh. Hey, this is this is Ra again. I just want to say if you if you guys know since you all know people who are like that, I think the first thing we need to do is teach them to love themselves. That that plays a, a part in it as well. You know, sometimes people sacrifice themselves for someone else. And to, and in my humble opinion, that's just an indication of you must not have enough love for yourself. I and I think you might too. be on to something there because um, just because some people are successful doesn't mean that they're content. Um, most women, I, I think a lot of us, we'd like to have the fairy tale weddings and have that special someone in our lives and all of that. But um, hold on, I'm getting a big error message across my, something is going on with my system. But if you can hear me, we're going to keep it going for now. Um, There are a lot of people who, women who, have gotten to this level of success. But I think that you had said that um, because they're looking for someone who they should be evenly yoked with, as they say, but because they're not finding that, because one, one of the things, and this is probably a show for another day, is that you have these people who the men who are at their level don't want women who look like us. They tend to go for the blonde-haired, blue-eyed women as opposed to finding a equally successful um, person who looks like them. Again, probably a show for another day. Um, we do have another caller who is a block number or Bob, is that you? Because I know that your number usually shows up as blocked, um, from Australia. Uh, if that's not you caller, we don't allow block numbers on the, that is Bob. Okay. We're going to bring on Bob for a few moments to get his, um, view for a sec. And then we're going to jump to our next segment because we could talk about this all night. So, hello, Bob. How are yeah, things yeah. in the land down under? Uh, absolutely beautiful. I just um, come back from taking the dogs for a walk. Um, yeah, relationships. <laughs> I love relationships. Every relationship always teaches me what I need to work on within myself. But... Um, I think why, why so many relationships founder is that people tend to marry their parents. They tend to marry somebody that treats them the same way that they were treated as a child. So, you know, if you had a, a, con, a control freak father or mother or an abusive father or mother, then that's in your formative years, you know, between naught and seven, eight years old, that's where you establish your feeling of home. That's your sense of home. And so, and that's living in your subconscious. And then you, you, you grow up and enter into a relationship as a supposed adult. Um, but you end up picking somebody that recreates that dysfunctional 
home feeling that that is you know that, that you carry and so that lady said that you know the best way to to deal with it is to 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 go back and heal the wounds of childhood you know i can't imagine anybody that's grown up in western society that had a childhood that was totally loving and supporting so everybody is carrying a wound and if you don't heal it you you're just going to live it if you don't heal that wound you're just right. going to live it Anyway, I, I'll shut up because I can I can talk for hours on this. Well, you know I can. <laughs> <laughs> but th- thanks for chiming in, and um, I'm going to put you back on mute for a second, and then we're going to change the topic because what you just said is a good segue into the next two sections. Um, the next part, the next chat starter that I you know, had suggested was people who are resistant to change or choosing to be in those bad relationships or where COVID is concerned to die as opposed to change. So this is our next um, discussion. And I think that one way that we can end this topic that we're on right now is the fact that no matter how successful some men and or women are, if they have baggage from their past, like you said, uh, I'm sorry, Ra- did you say your name is Ra, Ra- Roz? Ra, R-A-H. Ra, Ra I R-A-H, as in Rahim, like yes. Thanks. Yes, I like that. <laughs> uh, Ra, like Ra said, we have to teach them to love themselves. And I think that, again, that's the beauty of this network, Healing Through Hurt. They have to learn how to heal through those hurts in order for them to move forward. So to our next segment, resistance to change or choosing to die or stay in that bad relationship over um, instead of dealing with the ghosts of the past that are holding us back from being happy and the best people and knowing that we deserve the absolute best. We deserve everything that we're willing to give and more. And at my age, I'm not, no, mm -mm, I'm not going to take a baggage handler from the airport. No, no disrespect. No, no, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. unless he's got his finances in order and he's holding his own, he has his own car, his own place, his own um, everything. I'm not, you know, I'm too old to deal with baby mama drama. I'm too old to deal with any of that. If you don't want to be with me, this is what I say, leave. Don't try to have your cake and eat it too, because as much as I love scratch cooking, I'm not going to keep baking for you. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to bake for you. I'm not going to bring home the bacon. I'm not going to keep a roof over your head. When you can go a few steps and then be with your other woman, I'm not doing that. That's not me. If you want a puppet of somebody, that's fine, but that's not me. So coming back to this COVID situation, so many people, if you've seen the media and all of this, people on there arguing and losing their jobs over going ballistic in places and talking about they don't want to wear masks or pulling guns on people who are saying, hey, let's all be safe, wear masks, do this and that. First and foremost, I'm going to go down the line. 
um, starting with you, Ra, and then Simo and Bob. What is your stance on the mask issue alone? Do you do you feel that you want to wear or not? I mean, what's your stance on this? Because there are some people out here that just don't want to do it. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Um, this is a tough one. So basically what folk need to do is just kind of like go with what they feel. Trust trust their own instinct. Do your research. Try to get some understanding of microbiology and know that the mask, it can probably do more harm than good, humble opinion. Now, obviously, if you're feeling sick and you have to be out around someone, then you want to wear a mask to protect the others. Um, I wear a mask because it's mandatory to go into, you know, the stores and things of that nature. Right. And um, at the same time, at the same time, I practice social distancing. I, I haven't been out in, um, in 2020 at all. You know, I had big plans for this year, but obviously like everybody plans got knocked out, but yeah, so you just have to, you just have to be smart <laughs> to try to get a little understanding of microbiology. I've never even had an interest in that, um, you know, in, in, in that, uh, that that industry, if you will, or what have you. But um, yeah, I just I just say just do do your homework and just don't trust uh, Anthony Fauci and all those guys. <laughs> That's my opinion. Okay. And you know um, what? And that's that's the beauty of this. So um, that's the beauty of this is that um, we get to talk about things and we get to hear people's different perspectives on this issue and other issues, which is the beauty of coming together and people actually talking to one another as opposed to um, just letting media dictate to us what we want to do. So, Simo, what's your take on this? Um, I believe that you should wear a mask. And, I, I, I mean, you, you don't always trust um I, I trust that the, the doctor is being as honest as he can about um, the mask, and I, and I think that people should wear them. Um, and even if you don't agree with, you know, wearing it, just to protect others, um, people with underlying conditions or, or older people, or just to protect others, I think I think you should wear the mask. Um, if I, I think. Um, Looking at, like, statistically speaking, and we talked about this uh, before, um, Dr. C, we talked about um, wearing the mask and, and following directions and social distancing and all. And then you have people, of course, who don't want to do it just because, you know, they say, well, it's my right not to do it. And it is your right not to do it. But I think you should not do it, like, in your house. You understand what I'm saying? in your own area, but when you're going around, out and around other people, I believe you should wear it. Um, and, I, and I pretty much trust what, you know, the experts say. If I'm an educator, then, you know, I can't, I can't do a doctor's job, um, but I'm going to trust what he says. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get it, and mm -hmm. we can agree to disagree. I, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying, um, but just understand that the CDC – and like I said, you guys don't have to take my word, but just do your own research. Just, uh, there's a woman, her name is Judy um, Markovich. I cannot 
spell her last name to save my life, but she had a book out, and um, Anthony Fauci has been dirty. We all listen. I agree with you, and that's why I said I wear my mask because it's mandatory, and I practice social distancing. I I live alone, and I have people come over, and we vibe out in the yard. No more than two people, so it's three of us. So I'm definitely careful, but it's just that with the mask, sometimes like the body is designed to 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 fight off bacteria, and some bacterials we need. You guys just do some research on floral bacteria, and you'll understand what I'm trying to say. But Yes, yes, I, I, I definitely get your uh, your point of view too. Bob, I know that you're in uh, Australia. Do they have any types of restrictions there? Are they doing the mask? Or are they not? Yeah, well, we've got all sorts of um, regulations, and regulations aren't law; they're just recommendations and. In Victoria, that they've got a dictator there as as premier who's who's um, panicking every time there's a new case. Now, I would just like to add a little perspective to this situation. And I spent my my adult life in research, and what I'm presenting to you is just my conclusions from the research I've done, and also the fact that I'm 68. I'm in the high risk category and you know if anybody should be frightened maybe I should be but there is no fear here so here in Australia typically during the flu season we lose somewhere between 1500 and 3000 people to you know the seasonal flu now this little COVID gremlin so far has taken 108 lives that's 108 not 1,008, 108 lives in a population of 25.5 million. And so if you do the numbers, that comes out to about 0.002% fatality. Now, there's so much fear-mongering going on in the mainstream media. Um, They're they're saying, oh, yeah, there's another 1,000 cases today, but cases are not important. It's how many deaths are there and as a proportion of the population? Like last flu season, we didn't shut down the world economy and put on masks. That, you know, that 4 million children die every year because of hunger. And we've got to, we, we can cure that, feed them. You know, this whole thing has been blown out of proportion and people are just responding through fear. There's so much information about how how unhealthy masks are, especially for somebody that has a respiratory problem. So, you know, all I can say is do your own research. You know, how can I put it? What I find really interesting is that whatever the government tells us to do harms our immune system. We're told to stay inside, but... Going out in the sunshine is how I get my vitamin D. You know, 20 minutes in the sunshine, everybody is how you get your vitamin D. And they say sanitize. Sanitize. Well, you're going to sanitize yourself to extinction because my body needs to interact with the environment and and the germs and the virus to build my own immune system. And social distancing, what a load of crap. We'd die if we couldn't hug each other. And I would rather die hugging a friend on the beach than die in some 
concrete old folks home in lockdown isolation no people are just responding to their fears you know the best thing i can say is just go and do your research do your research do your due diligence turn the bloody television off because you won't get the truth there yeah sit and listen to your heart what is your is it human for me not to shake hands of my neighbor is it human of me not to hug somebody that's in tears and, and needs love and support? To to not hug right. somebody is unhuman, and that's where they're trying to push us. They don't want us to unite. Their whole game is divide and conquer. Well, my game is unite and thrive. Okay, Amen. I'll shut up now. Unite Amen. and thrive. <laughs> I, I am... Um going to chime in on this a little bit as someone who has a respiratory problem. First and foremost, sometimes when I'm out, the mask gets to be very um, challenging for me to wear. And um, one of the things when I was in the infamous waiting for the Walmart to open line in the morning, I was reading the signs when it first started and it said um, you are required to wear the mask unless you are a child under a certain age or you had respiratory or, or conditions where it was a problem for you to do it. I would prefer to get one of those face shields, but you can't have to have the shield and a mask. So, um, and I forgot, I think it was you, Bob, but one of you touched on something, and I always said when I stopped taking all the medications that, my doctor had put me on, I started to heal and I got a lot better. I don't get the flu. I don't catch colds. I do a lot of holistic, healthy eating, healthy living, um, things like that, as opposed to taking these medications. Because if you take these man-made medications from these pharmaceuticals, if you actually, and they know that people don't read, because if they read the information that came with these drugs, they would know it's going to fix your headache, but it's going to give you high blood pressure. Then they'll put you on yes, high blood just... pressure medication, but they're going to get, it's going to fix your high blood pressure, but it may mess with your heart. Then they're going to give yeah, you can... some medication for the heart. And when they say six feet, I'm like, my question is, as it's always been, just something for everybody to think about. Okay, you say stay six feet away. So if someone coughs and I'm downwind of them and they cough and some of those particles or whatever come through their cheesy mask, because some people have vanity masks as, as opposed to masks that actually work. If I'm downwind of them, whether I'm outside or inside, the virus is still going to come towards me regardless. So, you know, my yeah, question you... is, um, excuse me, you know, you want to raise your hand and say, could you explain these little intricate details that aren't really connecting the dots for me? Um, and for a lot of people, um, if they say that it's by human touch and all of that, oh, no, let's go back. 
because there was a report done a few years ago that said that um that our waterways and the fish and everything were being born deformed. Why? Because we were using too much sanitizer, and it was getting into the waterways. Damn. So now they tell you use sanitizer, use this, use that, and now they say, oopsie, there's a um some hand sanitizers you shouldn't be using because they had has a toxic level of methanol in it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So well. No, I was just going to go ahead, excuse me. I didn't mean to cut. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, sis, but I just wanted to say after you use hand sanitizer anyway for about three times, you're going to need to wash your hands. You're going to need soap and water. Like hand sanitizer, using it all day long is not going. You just, you, after a while, you're going to need soap and water anyway. So, um, yeah. Right. Just wanted to add that piece. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh no, no problem. That's what this this was this is like open chat. You can do that. Feel free. I was almost done anyway and then I was about to lose my thought anyway. I felt it coming on. So <laughs> um but this is the beauty of what we do here is that we can come together and as you can see, we're from all over the place. Um, um I think Simo is in Florida, Bob is in Australia. Um, probably, Ra, you and I are probably the closest um, in Randallstown and, and, um, and Windsor Mill. Um, oh, we're neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said, oh, we got somebody from Windsor Mill. Yes. <laughs> um, and the thing is, we come together, we have these discussions. That's why I say I love doing these programs. And I always tell Simo when she calls and I say, you know what? These programs are great because 10 to 1, we're going to get people that call in. We're going to have good conversations. And one of the things that we show is that we can talk to one another without arguing about everything, without getting to that point that we see on on media all day. And I don't usually watch the news because it's too darn depressing to see the hatred and the, the craziness going on and all of that. But, yeah, I couldn't agree with you Bob know. more when he said stop watching the news. And he's absolutely right. I mean, I haven't watched CNN for even prior to COVID. You know, I don't get attached to the news because I don't want that in my psyche, you know. It's good vibes right. only. Good vibes. <laughs> right. And um, one of the things that I wanted to say, and I've said this before, is that if this virus was released on purpose because someone wants to know how people would respond and react, and if the government hides nothing, but they know that most people won't do their due diligence and go out and find out the answers for themselves. But if this is one huge test for one of our our um, enemies out there or something, we have failed miserably, not just because of how they handled the, the COVID itself, but how people responded and how many people said, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And they got careless. People didn't catch COVID because they didn't have on masks. They caught COVID because they put themselves in very risky situations. Yep. 
Yep. Only in America. I'm going to tell you something. I want to add this. There's this one country, um, the uh, United Arabs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Euphrates, Euphrates, that they had, they had gotten their arms around that COVID situation early on because their leader, he loves his people. And see, our leader, it's unfortunate that we have a, a, a guy in the office who's reckless. And um, because he makes us vulnerable as um, United States citizens, <laughs> you know, we're very vulnerable. And what hurt me was the fact that people were actually out there protesting to open up, to open up, you know, early. They were protesting back in April and May. They wanted to, I saw someone with a sign that said, give me COVID-19 or give me death. I mean, stupid stuff. Yes. And so, um, yeah, yeah, this country, you know, um, yeah, we, we, we're just too busy. We don't know how to keep still and self-reflect. And when this happened, I understood what the universe was doing. I understood what God was communicating to his children. We need to sit still and look inside. And everybody needs to just go deep within. Just imagine if everybody looked inward instead of outward for validation or anything else. The world would be a whole lot better. But anyway, I, I don't mean to. I'm not going to preach tonight. I'm not going to preach. <laughs> but that's what we are here for. We want people to hear the different sides to this. We want people to hear the different um, opinions about this. And those of you who are in the call query, if you want to jump in to our conversation and join us online, press the number one on your phone. And I will bring you into our conversation. And Bob, over in the chat room, Bob said that every year you would get the flu or whatever bug was going around until in 2005 you went totally barefoot and haven't had a sniffle since then. Interesting. Hey, well, see, when I started to read up on holistic living and all of that, so many things, the foot carries so many, um, it's one of those places where the foot can heal, the foot can, um, we can draw in certain things through the bottom of our feet alone. That's a show for another day too, when we have on holistic um, practitioners who tell you all these different little things. But again, I don't catch colds, I don't get sick. I left a lot of these uh, man-made medications alone because all I'm doing is making these pharmaceuticals richer. So with that said, we have to go back to nature. We have to go back to who we are. We're mostly water. We have to understand that we came from the earth. The earth we will go back to. And there's so many people who want to silence the practitioners who tell us all about how to be healthy and how to get healthy. And doing this COVID thing, and many people have been there for this journey, I'm down by 60-plus pounds because so many people said, oh, they said we can't do nothing. I don't know what to do. So many people have gotten so bloated and put on so much weight because society says, You're supposed to fall apart when change comes. And that's how we're going to segue into our last segment, 
because we have about 55 minutes left in our program. So, again, this is another topic that we can talk about forever. Um, Bob says Americans are especially especially vulnerable because of all of the toxins that they um, ingest from, oh, yeah, fluoride and pharmaceuticals and vaccines and chemical trials and fear-mongering and so on and so on. And that's true. Big Pharma wants customers, not curers, eh? That's exactly right. Because if we stop, if we learn how to take care of our bodies and do what um, our ancestors used to do, we would be so much better off. If we go back to growing our own vegetables, you know, every year back in the day, I would have my own vegetable garden. There is a totally different taste and everything about homegrown vegetables opposed to what we go and get from the store. The store-bought, some of those were freeze-dried, dried, whatever they do with it. They have more pesticides in them that are, of course, man-made, not natural repellents and all of this. And you can tell the difference. I challenge each and every one of you within my voice, start a small garden. Grow some fruits and vegetables for yourself. Start off with a strawberry, strawberry plant or peppers. You can grow peppers in a pot. It doesn't take much to grow peppers. You can do banana peppers. You can do bell peppers, green peppers. You can do habanero peppers. You can do whatever you want. Grow them in a pot. So you don't need a lot of land. You don't need anything but a a pot and some some dirt. So try this for yourselves because we can control our health. We can, now I'm not saying that our bodies don't tend to malfunction and break down where we will need. If you ever know in this country, first thing you do when you go to the hospital is they hook you up to an IV for $750. (laughs) You know They hook you up to a bag of water For $750 Um, I recently had some blood work done I had to get my You know sugar glucose done and all of that And when the results came back They you know the lab said That they couldn't do something because they had not Spun my samples properly The doctor's office says it wasn't them It was the lab blah 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 I said this is what I'm going to tell you all I said, I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying to come back for another visit. Well, you know, it's going to be another visit. I'm not paying to come back because if they say that you screwed up, you're going to take the blood again if I choose to come back and I'm not paying you to do it. I said, if they screwed up, I'm not paying them for a botched blood test. So I got the bill because the first thing they did, they emailed me my section that I had left to pay, which was about $8. I said, nope, I'm not going to do that because what they'll do, if I pay them online, they'll go back and charge the full price for this blood work. So when I got the bill in the mail today, they had charged, you know, my my insurance paid their part, but then they gave me another credit of almost $100 because I raised unholy, you know, hell all over the place. I told them, I'm not going to pay you all or double pay you all, and I'm not going to have my insurance company pay you all for a botched job. Between the two of you, you figure out who made the mistake. You figure out what you're going to do about it, but I'm not going to pay you all for a botched procedure. 
period, not going to happen. So when the paper bill came, yes, they took off about $100 from that blood test. We need to understand, like you said, we need to tell people from our first segment that they need to learn how to love themselves. I'm telling people, people, educate yourselves. I'm a mediator by profession. I help people to solve their problems outside of court. I take away them having to hire attorneys who are out to make money for themselves for the most. Do I have the same training as attorneys? Yes. Do I have the same degree as attorneys? Yes. I chose to be for the people. Do I charge a hefty fee? Of course I do. But you can pay me $2,500 as opposed to paying an attorney $10,000 or $13,000 to handle your case because there's no reason why people cannot solve their problems, take care of their divorces outside of court. That's what I do because I want people to be educated in their decisions. And most times those relationships tend to have some type of um, longevity when people have a real role in solving their own problems. When we take control of our lives, we tend to appreciate our bodies, what we will and will not accept in life. We tend to do better with that when we realize the power that we have for ourselves. Do you all agree with that? Do you want to add anything to that? Did I lose everybody? <laughs> no, I'm still here. So I think that it comes down to that, um, educating ourselves. And right now, especially in this country, it would appear that the powers that be want us to stay dummy down. That's where the problem is is that the powers that be want us to dummy down. And it's evident there's a lot of dummies out there who are proud to be um, just unaware and uneducated of everything that's going on. Yeah, well, for me, it all comes down to um, personal responsibility. You know, like um, somebody's doing the washing up, <laughs> it sounds like. Um yeah, if you're not creating your life, who is? Hey. Right. Right. Which is why my life Excessive. is so awesome. Excessive. I create it that way. I'd be silly not to, wouldn't I? <laughs> I'd, oh, I right. don't want to create drama and intensity. It's where intention goes, energy flows. And thanks, ladies, for taking my call. Got to go now. Just leave you with this one. Okay. Um, okay. The bigger your fears the smaller the world you live in. Wow, Bye. I like that. Thanks for that, Bob. Have a good night or day. <laughs> yeah, I think we're like um, 14, 16 hours apart. So it's good in Sunday for you, isn't it, Bob? I think he hung up. I think we may. <sighs> I still see him, but, yeah, I think we're about 16 hours apart. 
So um, Bob is ahead of us by about 16 hours or so. So, yeah, he just dropped. So, um, yeah, and for those of you who are in the call query, again, if you want to join the conversation, feel free to press the number one on your phone and tell us um, what's on your mind. You don't have to stick with this topic. If you have something else you want to talk about, then um, press the number one on your phone, and we would love to um, chat with you a while about that because sometimes it helps to have that listening ear. But otherwise, thank you all for being here. I do see you. Shout out to you. Um. Let's see. What was our last topic? Education. Um, well, let me say this Education. Real quick. Was- um, oh, okay, I was going to say you, you were just talking about the um, um, changing how you eat and growing your own vegetables and all that kind of stuff. I had watched the documentary. It was a couple weeks ago. It was a woman who was, um, she was like 72, 72 years old. And I think she said like 35 years ago, she started growing her own food and she would juice everything. And that's all she, you know, she she only ate food that she grew. She stopped eating meat, I think, of any type at all. Um, and her husband, I think he was 75. If you saw this woman, I have to, I have to find the, the name of the doc, documentary, but... She was 72, but she looked like she may have been 45, 40, 45 years old. Um, and the husband, he had, like, high blood pressure. He had lots of health problems because he continued to eat just like he normally did, like, you know, red meat, uh, just whatever he wanted to. And he ended up being, like, diabetic and high blood pressure and a whole lot of health problems. Like, he had an oxygen tank and all that kind of stuff. And he was saying how whenever they went out, everybody would be asking, where you get that young woman, you know, that young woman from or whatever. And she was saying how all her friends had passed away, um, you know, from, from different things. And she was, like, really, really healthy. And she just said that's what she did. Like, she just started growing her own foods, which we all know that, you know, that's a good thing to do now. But a lot of people just will not do it. Um, and that is a way to to, to stay healthy and 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 live a longer life, I think. Right. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and you know, some people don't have the um, ability to grow their own foods because of maybe their living mm-hmm. situation. Who, who who knows? But at least they should at least eat healthy. And if right. if folk if folk folk aren't vegan. In 2020, then something's wrong. <laughs> if this situation didn't, you know what I mean? I, 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 I imagine right. that more people are starting to eat healthy because of this whole COVID thing. So, you know, that's a positive. But, yeah, girl, you are so right. Let food be thy medicine. Isn't that what Socrates said? Or well, one of them. Somebody said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I that's one of the and, you touched on something raw that so many people, which brings us back to that resistance to change. People want their burgers. They want their fries. They want their this. They want their that. You know, the infamous, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Okay, you do you, boo-boo, if that's what you do. And I think that, um, Simo, you said that 
um, the woman that you were talking about, one thing that I stopped doing, I don't drink carbonated drinks. I don't drink sodas. Right. I limit my red meats very much so. I eat a lot of um, fish and chicken. Um, if I do want that crispy crunch, I have an air fryer as opposed to, I don't even have, I have a small bottle of olive oil that I don't use in my house. Beyond that, I don't have any types of oil. I don't deep fry anything. I have nothing to do that. I love my air fryer. It comes out crispy, wonderful. Um, For the most part, I don't eat a lot of bread. Um, So when, when people are like, you look different, you've lost the weight, and this and that, I say, yeah, I had a goal to lose 123. Um, I'm more than halfway there. Um, so I want people to understand something. And people say, do you ever get sick? I could be in an office full of sick people. I said, one thing I do is that stay away from them when they're sick. I have my own private office if I'm going into the workplace. Um, I like working from home because I know that my home is corona and every other thing free. Uh, right. So uh, when I do go out, yeah, I do. I, I clean my own carts if I'm going to the grocery store. They say, oh, we already cleaned them for you. No, no, I have this. It's okay. I can clean my own cart. Because, you know, there's nothing like cleaning your own or making your own. And um, people should look into. And that's why I said, Ra, I believe that we should have touched on. They may not have the resources for that. Um some people, like right. I said, you can start small, small, and some, and inside of their house, put that pot near the near window, peppers or something like that that they want, and they can grow mm-hmm. this right. Uh, I'm hearing feedback, like somebody doing something, fucking on a keyboard. <laughs> I, no, um, it's not me this time. <laughs> that was me. I I apologize. That was me. I was going in and out of my refrigerator. I I apologize. <laughs> no, go, no problem. I always tell people. I said it's the beauty of um. I said it's the beauty of doing a live show with real people doing real things. We've had people on here who were dealing with the babies and all of this. I said people, it's what we do. But we keep it moving. We keep the conversation going because there's someone out there in this world that needs to hear what we're talking about. And, um, again, right. for those of you in our call, we're, we have about 40 minutes left in our program. So if you have something that's on your mind, now's your time to press one on the phone. You have a wonderful group of ladies here who are here to help you or try to talk about it or listen to you. If you want to talk about something, that's why I do this particular show, because I want to know what's on your mind. But for our last um, 40 minutes, ladies, um, I talked about um, stop being silent to appease the fragile feelings of others. Go ahead. Whoever was about to say something, go ahead before we jump into this. No, let's let's jump into that. That was me. I was about to say, is there anybody out there that's healing tonight that needs some encouragement? But you go ahead. Let's go ahead with what you were going to say. <laughs> but you know what? I think that 
we're going to end with that. We're not going to spend too much time on this because my opinion is this. People are quick to tell you what they want to say, but then they don't want you to tell them how you feel. They're quick to say, let it go. Or, you know, that's in the past. Just forget about it. But the problem is that we can't forget about some things that have been the chains that are holding us down for so long. We have to talk about things. If we can't talk about what's affecting us and what's hurting us, we cannot heal. We can't move forward. So with that part said, and Ra, I think I'm going to bring this back to you. What would be, or how do you cope? What are some of the secrets to you being able to love yourself and know that you're worth more than accepting any and everything into your life? Mm, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, of course, I've been through, like everybody else, I've been through some um, heartaches and pain. I've caused some heartache and pain. And, and, and so, yeah, so, um, you know, um, so I guess because I am growing spiritually and I do a lot of reading, so I'm working on myself. And I think because I think when I, when, when, because I'm working on myself and, looking more inside, everything else is falling into place. So to me, I think that's one of the universal laws. It, it has to be a universal law to, to you know, um, self-reflect. And one of the main things I did, which was a major move to me, for, for me, was an ego in check. I put my ego in check. Um, and, and, and so everything fell into place. It's not, it's not easy. It's not, um, I, I still get, you know, I get tempted sometimes, um, especially, you know, with family sometimes when, you know, you just go all out for a family member uh, or, you know, just because they're your family member and, um, they disappoint you. And then, some, you know, and so then you know, I find myself, you know, speaking on it and being mad about it, but the best thing to do is just, just, let it just, you should let it go. I, I know you say, I know you said that sometimes, you know, we, we shouldn't or we, we, we need to talk about it, but some things we don't need to, if we can, if we wake up another day, each day that you wake up, you have a day, you have that day to improve on something or to fix something or to, or to just be happy, you know, to just be on a, right. on a higher freak on a higher frequency. So if you're going to hold on to whatever it is, that happened yesterday, then there's no way that you can move forward today. You understand what I'm trying to say? Um, right. So, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, I just read a lot of, you know, self-help books. As a matter of fact, I want to just, if anybody, any avid readers out there, I want to recommend the book. It's called A New Earth, A New Earth, and it's by Eckhart Tolle. His first name is E-C-K-A-R-T. Last name T O L L E, and um, if 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 everybody on the planet would read that book, I promise you guys that the atmosphere would shift in a favorable direction. I know it would, but anyway. So to answer your question, yeah, that's what I, I just you know I just work on myself and don't you know you you can only control you 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 know what I mean. Life is ninety percent of what right. happens to us. 
and ten uh, percent right. on how we. I'm sorry, life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. So however you respond to a situation, that is, uh, that's the type of result you're going to get. Right. Like <laughs> and, that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. thank you. I got that from Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Timo. Um, I think, um, now about the, the, um, you know, letting things go, I know that sometimes it's, it's hard to, to let stuff go. If you feel like you've been hurt or somebody did something to you in the past, I know it's hard sometimes, but I have learned that sometimes people will never ever apologize or say they're sorry or acknowledge something that can be driving you crazy. But what I've learned to do is just try, I might not forget what somebody did, but I always try to forgive them. And then I am at peace with myself. I'm, I make peace with it and I can move on with my life. Cause I realize sometimes when we're holding on to things, um, it, it, it causes chaos in your life. And the person that you might be waiting for apologies from or, mad at or whatever it is, they're moving on. They're living their best life, and you're still holding on to that anger mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, so I just mm-hmm. feel like you got to move on um, and, and find your peace. And as far as um, I, I think you got to you gotta love yourself, you, gotta, you have to find a way to find all the beauty within yourself, and then beauty and love gravitates to you. Um, so you just got to learn to love yourself. And I think it 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 gravitates back to you. That's the way I feel about that. Amen. And and for those of you listening, because a lot of broken people do listen to this program, and some people come here looking for validation to um, convince themselves to stay where they are. And for everything that that um, the ladies just said, some of you only heard. You need to let it go. And let me say this. I'm going to try to to, to bring this home and to fine-tune it for you. Yes, you do need to let it go. But, but it's how you let it go. If you want to say, well, these people said that I just need to let it go. But if you are trying to let it go, but it still has a hold on you, then you have to figure out how the process that you're going to use to let it go. Healing is a process. I tell people that some things have happened to me in the past that I choose not to speak about again, because to bring that back to the forefront, bad things may happen things we have to know we have to pick our poison and that's up to each one of you within the sound of our voices individually to decide how you're going to do that well I think one of the ways that you know let's say let's say I'm sorry let's say hypothetically that somebody on this call is hurting and going through some healing. I think by you having these calls, which I appreciate, 
perhaps, you know, when you have more of these calls, they'll, you know, this, this is helping, it, you know, it could be helping somebody. Um, so shout out to you for even, you know, having this forum because it could be helping somebody Thank quietly. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, it's odd that you brought that up because one of the things that I always say is that, yeah, you know, some people call me Dr. C, some people call me um, C. Maria, some people call me the Shiro at our ground zero, um, but some people don't need to hear what I have to say. They need to hear what Ra has to say. They need to hear what Simo has to say. They needed to hear what Bob had to say. Some people were right and say, we love it when guys call in and, and, and they give their opinions. And, but this is what we do. And that's why I say come back often. Listen to these programs. I need you all to understand that these programs are here for you. What you missed out on today. Um. Hold on one second here. I'm going to mute you all, and then I'm going to bring you all back on for a second. What I wanted to say was that you can come back and listen to these programs. And I always say if you know somebody who can benefit from these programs, because some people have said, I ain't got nothing that I want to do. I'm perfect. If you're that perfect, this program isn't for you. But if you know people who are imperfect, please share this program. That's what I say. That's why we do these programs. That is why... I started this new forum. What's on your mind? I want to know what is hurting you. How can we help you? We are stronger when we work together. We are stronger when we come together. As soon as this, this whatever it is, this COVID gets under control, I want to start my group, Focus. Over on Meetup, we have a group called Focus. Focus is my registered trademark. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. In that respect, you all to know that we are so much stronger when we work together. That's why we do these programs. We want you to know that you are not alone. One thing that Ross said, and I was writing this down, is that um, she took responsibility for her, for her ego, for her actions. That's called accountability. So many of us, we spend so much time playing the victim and pointing a finger at someone else. I've said many of times that I take responsibility for my roles in putting up with too much, for ignoring some signs in the past. No matter what time in my life it was, I take responsibility for that. That's the first thing that leads to healing is taking responsibility for our actions and admitting to ourselves the role that we play in that journey that we're on now. So 27 minutes, ladies. I'm going to just start off. Um, we could talk a little bit about our last topic is not 
Um, how did it say? I'm not going to set myself on fire to keep other people warm. So in that respect, I'm not going to set myself on fire to keep other people warm. Have you ever been silenced because somebody told you pretty much that they don't like what you're saying, so <laughs> they don't want you to say it? Have you ever experienced that raw? And then we'll go to you, Steve. Um, basically, yes. Have I ever sacrificed? Well, yes, I've sacrificed myself a lot um, for for folks. Um, and would I would I do it tomorrow? Um, probably, you know, depending on who the person is. And but that's just, but but that's just me. I mean, I'm not going to compromise my man. So there's a difference between making sacrifices. And there's a different, you know, between making sacrifices and compromising yourself. So I'm not going to compromise myself, but I will make a sacrifice uh, for someone who, who who I love if they if they needed me, you know, to 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 do so. Um, but will I do it all the time? And will I let someone take advantage of me? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely right. Not. So that, that's what basically, that's what you meant when you used the metaphor about burning yourself to keep others warm. Is that right? Was I on right. the right page with that? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. You can go ahead yeah. to the next person. Because a Thanks. lot of people do that. And I think mm-hmm. that comes to what we were saying earlier about the healing process is that if we're not allowed to voice our opinions, but yet we sit in silence and let everybody else dump on us. We already had our plates full with our own issues and problems. Now we've taken on the burdens to other people. And then they'll tell you that they don't have the time or the patience to listen to you. Then you're setting yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm. Simo, what's your take on that? Um, I think I probably have in the past, um, but me today is 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 different than um, I'm, I'm gonna say what I got to say and I'm gonna get it off my chest and I'm not. I mean, if I compromise, it's, I, I I don't I just I don't know. I'm at a point right now where I just feel like you know we all adults and we should be able to speak freely and and. If I have to hurt your feelings a little bit, I'm, I'm always give you a Band-Aid, but it is what it is. And I just feel like, you know, I think, I, I mean, I'm just going to say how I feel and I'm not going to be quiet or, you understand what I'm saying? If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. And when I, uh, and I know we talked about forgiving and all that kind of stuff. And even in that instance, I'm going to let the person know how I'm feeling, even though I'm going to let it, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not going to forget about it. I'm going to forgive and I'm going to move on, but I'm still going to say something. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Right. But I think, you know, I have in the past been that way, but now not so much. Right. And I think that um, it's, it, that's a learning curve for a lot of people to know how to um, say no 
I think I did it before. I did a piece a while ago called Know You Know. Know the power of your know. And and um, I was going down, and I think that, Ra, you have a lot of background noise, so I'm going to bring you back online in one moment. Um, but it it it... it, it that's a tough one for a lot of people, and a lot of people would rather continue to sacrifice as opposed to right. making it an even compromise. And in doing so, that's what causes uh, a lot of problems and a lot of people to not be able to move forward. Right, but, and you lose pieces of yourself. Yeah. And, Ra, you're back on air uh, if you wanted to chime in on that. We are about to end our program. It's been a great conversation. Ra, again, I don't know if you were on in the beginning when I said you come as a guest, but you leave as a member of our family. Um, I hope you come back often join our conversation. Thank you. I will. Appreciate the invite. And, <laughs> nice chat yeah, with you, Rob. Um, <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> and and Likewise. once we uh once this COVID thing gets underhand, do keep in touch. Oh, let me give you all um listening the contact information. Our number is two zero two six one eight two five five six. That's two zero two six one eight two five five six. If you want to send me an email, that's let's grow. That's let's grow l e t s g r o w at c maria wall dot com. That's let's grow at c maria wall dot com. Um, we, of course, we're on social media everywhere. You can look for me on Facebook, see Maria Wall. Uh, you can find me uh, on Meetup. We do have our group focus, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. Um, that is our Meetup group. Uh, Ra, you're so close that um, when we do start to have uh, face-to-face activities again, I also... Um, do Zoom sessions where we get to meet face-to-face. Simo, uh, I need to talk to you about that, too. We can combine our programs and um, okay. maybe do some Zoom sessions because the groups alone, all of my groups alone have an excess of a 1,000 members, so it's a good place for us to socialize and really see each other without being in that company and staying safe. Um, where we can right. come together and, you know, not only find out what's on people's minds, but we want to know what's really going on. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, we have to really come together with that and decide how we would like to do that, whether it's going to be an infamous after dark session, which I think works well sometimes when we can get those intimate conversations going where people are more apt to open up when the children are asleep or or some of them, if they're coming in and they just want to unwind from a hard week, um, we can do that as well. Um, 
But again, ladies, thank you so much for being here. I think that um, we only have about 19 minutes, but I think that I'm going to give us this time to reflect and chill. And um want to play a song that um, we, I wanted to say that, I don't know whether you all can hear that strange sound that's coming through, but every single, now you all know that when I do the programs, I run several monitors, different applications to make sure that people can hear um, what's going on. Um, every single um, screen that I'm looking at is frozen. There's some type of a problem with the system this evening. Um, Coming through the phones is fantastic and great, but I hear strange sound when you all are on, and this is something that's like a, I don't know what it is, but um, so forgive us for um, the technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. Dr. C, last night when I did my podcast, it did the same thing. It was it was completely quiet, like but the guests that I had on and myself. But when I listened to it, when I ran it back, it was a lot of noise in there. I don't, I have no idea where it came. I don't know what it was or why it was, but it was, it was, it did that. So I don't know. It might be something with the, you know what I mean? It might be something with the system itself, like the. Yeah. That means you know, well, but it is Did you that say something you wrong? Yes, I said that means you have to sing to us since you cannot get the music going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the music can go. I was going to play. Uh, there's that sound again, whatever that strange sound is. But I, a lot of people, I started playing a show for a song on my Sunday morning show um, for my Sunday morning inspiration. And, um, it's by Ruby Atanafu, I believe that's her last name, and it's called When You Know. So before we go, I wanted to play that by popular demand. Um, listen to the words, people, because this song has some very powerful words to it. And then when we come back, we're going to be uh, ending our show for this evening. And as I said, uh, Ra, thank you so much. You're now a member of our family. Um, do uh, try to reach out to me if you're on social media. Um, and so, you know, whenever we do these programs, I'd love for you to be back. But right now we're going to listen to When You Know. And um, this is our wind-down time. This is our wind-down time. So what we're going to do is uh, play the song. And I want everybody to just be still for a moment. Some of you are so busy moving, 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 and you're going nowhere fast, or you're not really accomplishing much. There's a difference when you're being busy and when you're being productive and things like that. It is almost, what, 11 o'clock here. What is it? Um, 10 o'clock? Or is it 9 o'clock where you are, Seymour? It's almost 10 there. It's almost almost 11 here. Yeah. So we're going to listen to When You Know, and when I come back, we're going to be ending the program. Don't go 
And that was When You Know by Ruby Amanfu, A-M-A-N-F-U. Ruby Amanfu is her name. It would help if I had turned over the paper on my pad where I wrote it down a while ago, but it's Ruby Amanfu, (laughs) When You Know. So with that said... I'm, I'm sorry, uh-huh. can I um, have your number again? I, I'm not sure if I took them. Was it 202 618 2556? Yes, it's two five five six. Yep. Spell Ruby's last name for me one one more time. I apologize. Ruby, a, the artist who just sang this song. A. M is in Mary. A. Mm-hmm. N is in Nancy. F is in Frank. U. 
Amanfu, Ruby Amanfu. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, as we begin, we will end, of course, with Tori Lee's Good Music. Um, If you all don't know, Tori uh, debuted Good Music on this program about 10 years ago um, when she was a guest. And I told her that this would always be the theme music for Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio that just came back. This is show number four because we have been away from our 9 p.m. time slot for a while. We were doing the the, um, the Saturday morning show, the Focus Female show, but now Healing Through Hurt is back. So, again, I want you all to just remember that – your precious gifts, the diamond is a diamond, no matter the shape, size, color, cut, clarity, or inclusions. It is still a diamond. It's a diamond because of its strength, how strong it is. And I need you all to understand that. You're all diamonds, no matter what. Stop comparing your brilliance and your shine to that of others. So just remember that. And as always, I pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. And I also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn that frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I want to pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door or coming your way at this very moment and beyond. So until next time, I may do... uh, You know, it depends on my schedule, but you all have to keep up with this now because it's very, um, there's that sound again, whatever it is. But thank you all for being here. Again, when you hear this show in the replay, if you know someone who can benefit from it, please share it. And again, our number is 202-618-2556. If you'd like to email me, my email is letsgrow at cmariawall.com. Until next time, of course, this is Dr. C and my guest and me, and we want to thank you for hanging out. Thanks to Bob for calling in from Australia, and he said that it's Sunday afternoon. It's midday Sunday where he is, and it's almost 11 o'clock here, almost 10 o'clock where Simo is. It's almost 11 o'clock where Ra and I Um, where we are so again and if you heard the beginning of the show you know that we're heard all over the world so thank you all wherever you are for your continued support and we hope that our words help you to heal from your hurt in some way whether it be small or large that's why we do these programs Um, again Ra thank you so much welcome to our family hope to hear from you soon And uh, until then, everyone, be well, be blessed. We will see you, if not week after next, I may do another show for open chat number three. If not, I'll see you this time next month for our next program until my schedule um, gets back to some type of normalcy. Um, I'm trying to do as much as I can. Uh, with my time so with this there's that sound again so yeah we're going to let this go I'm going to get with BTR and see what's going on with this network and system 
And uh, until next time, take care, everyone. As we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's good music. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. I get lost in your words, it feels so good when I'm hurt, takes my mind off of the pain, love when the beat takes me away with only good music, oh, 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 with only good music, something about the things you said stays in my Everybody goes so crazy. I tell the man, I love beat. It's the way the music comes over me. The emotions I get, I won't fight. Sometimes the music is sure to make you cry, then dry your eyes. You know, when the music is the way you can hide. Life. I get lost in your words, it feels so good when I'm hurt. Stop the music, cologne strum my pain with the fingers. I could really use it. Quiet storms full of purple rain. My Sharia more lovely as a summer day. I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye in my headphones till the music starts to fade away. I give away my brown sugar for a bit of pop. If love really was a bullet, I'd have took the shot. Yeah, uh. Now would you buy me a drink just to take me home? Put your game in a song just to make me moan. I like my Robin Thicke, me alone. A thug album, triple shots, that's a trace. I get lost in your words, it feels so good.